Welcome to the Inspiration Accelerator, hosted by Michael Sonberg, founder and CEO of Rebel Culture and Skyrocket Education. Each week, we'll talk to a different, inspiring person in the world of leadership, personal development, career, family, fitness, and beyond. Buckle up for the Inspiration Accelerator. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Inspiration Accelerator. I'm Michael Sonberg here once again with an absolute rock star of a human. I'm going to bring out a gentleman named Mark Anthony in a moment. He's got so much to talk to us about, including business and writing books and climbing mountains and not little mountains, like big mountains, like some of the biggest that are out there. Uh, before we get to Mark, I just want to tell a quick story. A uh, a um, a friend of mine uh, passed away. I should say um, she's a woman I knew a hundred years ago, and and I'd see her every once in a while on on Facebook. And about um, six months ago, a mutual friend texted a, a bunch of us who knew her and said that she'd passed away, uh, which is very sad because I think she was forty three at the time, and uh, we didn't know if she was sick or not, and people were very tight lipped, and and she had, you know two little kids and weren't sure. Um, weren't sure like really what happened and uh and and really no information was available not that that matters but it just came as a as a shock and so i always remembered my birthday just passed my birthday's on may 15th and i always remember that her birthday was on may 17th and so you know her facebook profile is still active the way that that stuff happens um and so i i went to her page for her birthday to just see what people were writing and there was a bunch of like happy birthday in heaven type stuff and miss you so much. And, you know, um, I can't believe you're gone. But then there were a lot of people who were writing things like, you know, I hope you have a phenomenal year this year. And, um, you know, I hope we see each other soon, but not like knowing that she'd passed, not like in the afterlife. And, uh, and I don't, there's no judgment against those folks. You just don't know. They weren't being insensitive. They just didn't know. But, you know, it was a real reminder to me that like, whether you have a million Facebook or Instagram followers or, or just a few, that it's really the, the people who you can reach out and touch that, that matter the most, right? There's nobody that, that knew this person who, that, that knew her and uh, knew her well and that you know, spent time with her that uh, was writing on her page, you know, have a phenomenal year uh, and things like that. And so, you know, uh, it's a little somber, but just want to like a reminder, like the, the people you can reach out and touch are the people that matter the most. I post stuff on social media. I do lots of people I don't know like it. Uh, and that's cool. Um, the people that it's the people that I hug on a daily and, and weekly and monthly basis that that uh, are, are are the most there for me. And uh, it's a, it was a good lesson to uh, to see that. Friends, I am going to bring out a number one best-selling author. His book is actually on the shelves right now. He's taken Amazon by storm. He's a business leader and a business coach. He's One of the things he's really proud of is that he's actually done it in the trenches. He's one of those coaches who's actually built you know, multi, multi-million dollar businesses. Uh, he's trained and coached people on six of the seven continents. We'll find out which continent he hasn't shortly. And uh, he's an adventurer and a world traveler and an all-around phenomenal guy. Friends, 
please welcome Mark Anthony to the show. Mark, how are you doing, man? Welcome. Michael, I am doing excellent. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a really exciting time and, you know, looking forward to just, you know, sharing some fire with uh, you, your audience. Uh, really honored to be here. Thank you. Mark, we've got to start here. You are currently, your book just came out. Right? It's called Join the Seven Figure Club for folks who want to go pick it up. And Mark will give the information at the end for how you can do it. But you're taking Amazon by storm right now, man. You're number one in multiple categories. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, business franchises, sales, presentations, uh, some of the business skills categories. Uh, and you know what's really exciting about it is you know, being in the trenches, you know, and really walking, you know, in the shoes of so many entrepreneurs and, you know, it's brutal and I've gotten beat up in the past. And, and this book really is, you know, where do you struggle and how do you solve the struggles? So you start getting a business that, you know, gives you the lifestyle you want on, on so many levels, not just money, but a real lifestyle that you want. So it, it, it's from the trenches there to really help an entrepreneur. Great. Now, I, I've, I've read, uh, you actually gave me a copy last week when I saw you. I've ordered a copy. So I have two copies of your book in my house. Uh, and I've read much of it. But it, there's there's advice here for people beyond entrepreneurs as well. There's just genuine leadership advice in here as well, right? Well, the things that make you a, a leader in business are the same things that make you a leader in life. And, you know, a big piece of, you know, like a pillar one of the book is all about mindset and, and mindset starts with, you know, your goal setting and the goal setting is, you know, how you lead your life, right? That ties into being a leader for other people, whether that's your significant other, your children. Uh, I even use some examples about, you know, someone who wants to get a real estate license, you know, how does your goal setting tie into that? Or if you're younger and still in school and you just want to get your grades up, you know, mm. Goal setting, when you figure that out, that is a gift for your entire life. And it's a gift to give to other people for their entire lives. So it, it all starts with, with mindset and all great leaders have the right mindset. Mark, I have to just uh, share with you that my book, which I'm putting the finishing touches on, the first section is mindset as well. So uh, I want that on the record so that uh, uh, everybody knows that I did not lift this from you. Uh, but it is such a powerful idea that it has to be there first. Now, my, my, my book's different than yours, but this idea of like, what do you believe about yourself? What do you think is, what do you want to be true about yourself? Too many leaders, from my experience, they start, whether it's a business or start a new role in leadership, and they haven't defined for themselves what they care about, what they're going to be maniacal about, what really doesn't matter to them. And so the, and so, you know, it's really easy to give people coaching. It's not easy, but, you know, to give somebody coaching that says, Hey, you should have uh one-to-one -one, uh, check-ins with all of your direct reports once a week. Right. Let's say that, let's say that's the right coaching for the particular leader, but the leader doesn't believe that they actually deserve the role that they have. Uh, and they don't really, um, they don't have good relationships with the staff because they haven't um, defined really clearly what working there is going to look like. And so people think that they're wishy-washy and they don't have the, like, it's just really hard that, to, to have that conversation, to go into those meetings confidently when you don't believe you should even be there, or you believe that 
all of your deficits are on display, or you believe that the staff hates you because they wanted a different person in the role. So, I mean, mindset. I fully, I fully get it. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the, the lessons that I got early on, uh, I wish I even gotten it way earlier. It would have <laughs> helped me so much, but right, that's real life teaching you things is uh, when my mindset wasn't aligned with like my true values. Yeah. And so one of the big mistakes I made uh, a couple of times, quite honestly, and finally figured it out was chasing money. I had mm. some businesses that lost money because they were the really big business opportunities, the big money opportunities. And so I stopped, I stopped doing some of the things that I loved that were totally in alignment with who I am as a man, as, as a community person. And, and I chased the big money opportunity and, mm. and those didn't work out. Whereas when the other ones were all about, in my particular case, uh, really service and giving, I attracted things without even trying to get them. But when I chased the money, it was just too hard. So, you know, you really got to build a business or, or just be in a career that is in alignment, not just with what you want professionally, but with really who you are and what, what resonates in all aspects of your life. That's a great point. We hear stories all the time about the person who's chased uh, chased the money and even made the money, but they're they're miserable. And I'm sure that there are some people listening to this who are like, "Hey, uh, I'll take that problem, right? <laughs> like, I can figure. I'll figure it out." Uh, so you know, certainly, uh, you know, everybody's everybody's got to got to do their own thing. But here's somebody who's made quite a bit of money and been very successful in business. I'm hearing you say like it's it's impact, it's not income, it's it's passion, it's not profit. I mean, is that is that accurate for you? It it, it is so accurate. When you when you're doing something that you are passionate about, when you're having when you're having fun in your work, and I know that's to some degree a cliche. Like you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, for you to really be successful, for you to really give genuine value, and people can sense it, people can smell it. When you're doing something that lights you up in terms of your beliefs, uh, the money comes, the clients come, the business comes, the impact comes. And you know what? Every one of us really wants to be significant in different ways in the world. We all may define that differently, but we all want significance. We all want growth. We all want contribution to the world. And when you get clear on your goals, when you get clear on your values, and when you actually take the time to write down your top five or your top 10 values, and you start figuring out how to integrate that into your business life and your personal life, and it's in both spots, you start to, to just get into a flow that allows you to, to put in the hours, which allows you to create the growth. But at the same time, you do not want to make the mistake of turning your lifestyle into being required to be in your business all the time. You do mm. not want to become the most overworked employee in your business. Mm. You do not want to uh, create the mistake of you're so good at things that you're the one that has to do it. And, and again, mm. another real life lesson, you know, I used to think I had to do it all myself. I yeah. used to think that I had to put in the hours. And, mm. oh, I, I wish I had learned that years ago. And the way I solved it 
is, again, I go real deep into it in, in pillar seven of the book, is processes and procedures. I started to do, you know, Zoom calls and you know, Loom videos and such, different ways of documenting each of my steps and each of my department head steps. And all of a sudden we had, you know, binders and videos that covered every piece of the business. Yeah. And all of a sudden we had a business, not just a number of people who were good at doing things. You've got to put that in place. Yeah, I think, you know, for everybody listening, and we have, Mark, we have a lot of educators who listen to this show, a lot of school principals and, and school superintendents and, you know, chief education officers, et cetera. And I'll just speak to the principals listening, because I know there are a lot of you. Uh, you all have to be in your buildings from whatever time it is, 7.30 to, to 4 p.m. And most of you, it's probably much longer than that. So, you can't just leave, right? And and you can't just go, uh, you know, go to the go to the pub or go to you know go take a three hour lunch, right? Like like some folks in some professions can do. But the idea of delegating, of systemization, of ensuring that the thing can live without you there, and that you are not the only uh, the only person who knows who knows the. The, the code to the safe, right? Um, you know, both literally and figuratively is a really powerful lesson. And, and to be totally honest, Mark, something that, that I had to learn, and I, I had to learn that, you know, somebody else's 85%, you know, frees me up. Like my, my 100, my A plus, um, you know, uh, like somebody else's B plus or B minus is going to allow me to do multiple other things at an A plus, and that that is okay. Not that we ever want to set a low bar, but that it's okay to delegate and get other people doing the stuff. It also builds their capacity as well. I actually call that Mark seventy percent rule. Uh, that yeah. was how you know you start to scale. Whether it's a, a principal, you know, wanting to. To, to help grow or an educator wanting to create their own specialized school or, or any business person, you can't do it all yourself. And, you know, I used to, where I figured this out when I had my first business, when I was, you know, in my early twenties, I was really great at selling. And mm. if I went to see 10 prospects, I would close nine of the opportunities. Fact wow. was, though, I could only get to nine people to 10 people a week based on everything else that I was doing. I created a, a the principles probably appreciate, like I created a rubric for my whole selling process. And what we had was this recipe where I documented how to make the presentations. I got people who were very good at making presentations, but they could each make 10 or 20 presentations a week mm. and i had multiple people doing that so all of a sudden even though when they saw 10 people they might only sell six or seven when i had 10 reps doing that i had 60 and 70 sales coming in instead of my nine yeah. so if you're good and you create that process you can be a leader that helps other people get better and better. And what started to happen was with practice, those people actually got better at those skills than I was. Uh, <laughs> again, it's not about you. It needs to be about evolving your people. It needs to be about evolving your business so that you actually have a, 
a life and an entity that contributes all simultaneously. Brilliant, Mark. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And I know that there are people listening to this right now who are having a mindset shift, or at the very least, a reinforcement of where they know they need to go as leaders. And I'm hoping that your your uh, your wisdom is able to push them just a little bit closer to making, or a lot closer to making that making that shift. But let's shift ourselves here because you're talking a lot about uh, successes and wins. But talk to us about. Uh, and and certainly, you know, mistakes along the way with, with, hey, I can I can multiply myself if I do this. Are there other real lessons that you learned away? Maybe you, uh, along the way, maybe you got kicked in the teeth. Uh, you made a huge mistake. It cost you a lot of money, or maybe reputation, or image, or whatever. And you you found a way to overcome that. Lessons that our audience can learn from. Yeah, uh, there are a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go way, way back in time, more years than I'm willing to admit. Again, it goes all the way back to the, the publishing business. Uh, I was so young that uh, a major university uh, up in New England came down to the printing plant uh, to see if this kid knew what he was going to do for producing uh, their sports magazine for the opening day issue the first time we're working together. And he said, you know, I thought we were going to do this on a, on a magazine. And I don't know. I didn't document it. So lesson, mm. document. Yeah. Uh, I didn't pre-plan everything. Again, learn to pre-plan. And so I said, oh, I don't know. I think we could do that. You know, starting with the yes, I'll figure it out. Went over to the guy who owned the printing plant. He said, yes, we could do that. Uh, you should have told me sooner. It's going to cost you five grand. This mm. is five grand a bunch of years ago to a kid who was like 23 years old. And it was like mm. someone reaching into my pocket and taking the $5,000 out of it. I literally wanted to cry, but like that, no crying in baseball, right? Yeah, like, right, right, right. Let either guy see me doing that. So I just said, you know, make it happen. Uh, and I got it fixed. But by not planning, by not doing the research in advance, by not documenting what I was going to deliver to the client, uh, I put myself in a bad situation. Uh, but I also got out of it by making sure that you just gotta step up and, and make things right. You know, you need to be able to give an award-winning level of service and an award-winning level of be your word and deliver to people, even if it's not convenient for you. And that became a great client. Uh, that client led to many, many other clients. Uh, and then that business, I was able to, to sell it for a little bit, but it opened up a training and consulting business that I, you know, one thing leads to the other, but you got to be willing to take the hit if you really want to move forward. Because, because when you run a business, you're going to make some mistakes and you just got to have the mindset of, I'm going to figure it out. You're, you're bringing up an interesting point that I think is a, 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 a dichotomy for a lot of leaders and entrepreneurs, which is the like, provide incredible service, go above and beyond, even if it's not convenient for you, while also finding balance and be able to, um, you know, be able to build the life that you want. I'll, I'll, I'll admit uh, here live that I'm really good at the first one. <laughs> uh, I, am, I am less good at the second one, but just talking about the first one for a second, I, I can't believe how many leaders, entrepreneurs, et cetera, don't, don't realize how much those little things matter. Like, 
and, and I'm sorry if this makes me a maniac, call me a maniac, but somebody emails you Friday at, at 2 p.m. Like you can't, I just, I, I don't wait till Monday to get back to them. I can't. Even if I send them from my phone at 8 p.m. from a restaurant, a message that says, message received, I'll be in touch Monday morning. But I, I just can't leave somebody who's put their faith in me, who's paying me. I can't leave them hanging for, for a whole weekend. And I'm not saying that folks have to work 24-7, but it's those little things to me, like personally, and as someone who's not just a business owner, but somebody who's a, a client, those little things to me matter so incredibly, like so much that like, I just, I want to feel valued by the other person. I don't want to feel like, you know, it's, I've had a, I had a coach once who I loved and was great and helped me immensely and would also call me from their car ride home from their day job, stuck in traffic with no notes in front of them, forgetting like what we talked about the last time. And I stopped working with them because I'm like, I don't feel like I matter to you. And that's a big, that's a big problem, right? It's it's a huge problem. I always you know want people to really think like you know how are you giving you know an award winning level of service, and you know, a bunch of pieces you know to what you're saying you know make that happen. You know, but I also want to make sure people are not becoming overly consumed by their business and have the right boundaries. So you yeah. know it could be that quick text that says got your message, talk to you Monday. It could right. be just that simple. Yeah. You could also put in you know the team. And the or the personal assistant who goes and checks your email, let's say after two o'clock on a Friday, and sends that message for you, so that you're not the one that has to do that. And you could be, you know, at your child's little league game, or you could literally be the person, you know, who went fishing. So you yeah. do want to think about, or, or even mark that even that away that message. A lot of people I know use an away message. Uh, that it's so, it's just such a smart thing to do. Hey, message received. I will return your, uh, I will return your call Monday morning or turn your email Monday morning when I get back in the office, which is such a, such a smart way to do this. If, and it's easy, right? Technology does so, so much for us. Uh, also want to make sure that if you just have, you know, you're in a part of your business that you want to put in the extra long hours because you just love the connection with with your client and the person that has put their faith in you. You know, in those cases, like I've I've been in all parts of the world and taken calls from people that I'm coaching where I could have had someone else handle it. Yeah. But I'm very clear that I took the call or or did the special meeting with them because not because I had to not because there wasn't a system that locked me into having to do it, but because I wanted to. And I think mm. that becomes a, a level of how you, there was no complaint. I was so happy right. to want to do it. So yeah. you, when you're doing something, make sure you're doing it because you want to, not because you're chained to it. And if you can notice that distinction, you're far on your road to, to getting your life back and living it by design. Brilliant. I love it. Mark, we're going to pivot here to some of your uh, travels and some of your uh, endurance feats. But before we get there, I'm certain there's at least somebody listening to the show who's like, Mark Anthony, that sounds like a really familiar name. You are, you have the same name as a very famous pop singer. 
And you told me a story that I thought was really great. By the way, do you know, were you, were you the first Mark Anthony? Do you know who's younger or older? Or are you all about the same? Or? Uh, we're, we're, we're similar in age. I'm a little bit older than him. There's even a right. Mark Anthony that there was a show like, oh, I don't know, back in the 50s or 60s that was like the first Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And even that one I found out. I could tell how old someone is by which Mark Anthony joke they, they have to tell me. Uh, but what's funny about uh, the Mark Anthony piece that you're referring to when a, a young lady walked up to me was in addition to the same name, we actually have a similar look. I'm better looking, but... Uh, <laughs> but uh, We'll ask we J-Lo about facial that. structure and such. So I'm out in New York City. I'm wearing all black, including my long black coat. I had my sunglasses up at the top, of, up on top of my head at night. You know, very similar even style. Style, yeah. And I get on the phone, uh, phone rings, and I, I grab the call. And it's like, yes, this is Mark Anthony. <laughs> oh, over on Central Park West in two weeks, you're having a party with yeah. President Clinton. Uh, yeah, of course I want to go. I get it. There's only going to be 50 people. I'm really happy I'm on the list. I understand Secret Service is going to be there. I'm going to need to be, you know, checked out. Like, but look, no worries. Like, dude, I'm there. Absolutely. I'm at this party. Count but, me in. But hold on. Was this a real call or this was a fake call? Oh, no, I got this is a phone call that I took. Oh, got it. Okay, got it, got it, got it. All right, so you were actually invited to a party. With President yeah, Clinton it was back me and okay. like you know forty eight other people and, and President Clinton, very cool. Uh, and uh, there's a couple of young ladies about like twelve feet from me, and they you know hear me projecting, and so they they heard Mark Anthony party with President Clinton. They see this guy standing there with a similar look, all black and so forth. One of the girls walks over. She says, "Excuse me, are you Mark Anthony?" <laughs> I'm like, yes. And she said, I love what you do. It makes such a difference. I'm thinking she saw me on stage. I was giving some talk about how to you know, get your life back, grow your business. Yes, uh, yes. And so, and then she's like, can I have your autograph? I'm like, that's odd. You know, like, I don't usually get autographed, but, but I'm like, she was also really cute. And I was like, sure, absolutely. Here you go. And, and then she said, I don't want to be pushy, but could I have one for my boyfriend too? And I'm like, facepalm, duh. Oh, it's the other guy. So I said, what's, what's, what's his name, dear? And she gave me that and I gave her a second auto, autograph. She skipped off to her girlfriends and did like, they did the dance of glee. Uh, she now has my autograph. I get a great story. Everybody wins. That's uh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I've heard stories. My name is, uh, my name is, is pretty unique. There's only one other Michael Sonbert that I know of. He's my cousin who lives down in the Carolinas. So, uh, but I've heard stories of like a, a Michael Jordan will, this is years ago, but like Michael Jordan has dinner reservations in Chicago when the Bulls are at the height of their fame. And uh, some, you know, accountant walks in named Michael Jordan and everybody's horribly disappointed. Uh, so you have, uh, you have a better, a better, a better story there. So that's, uh, that's a good one. Um, I have a bunch. I'll share with them some other day with you. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Hey, uh, you, so you climbed a mountain. Uh, tell us what mountain it was and what that experience was like. Okay. So that, you know, again, everything in life, good and bad, has so many lessons to it. And then you yeah. learn from them. So the mountain was Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Uh, and, and what, uh, 18, you know, 19,000 feet? One of the tallest uh, mountains yeah, in the world? A little over 19,000 feet. Yeah. Uh, tallest mountain on the count, uh, continent of Africa. Wow. Uh, go there, had tied that to a safari. Great, great trek, you know, having a great experience. Uh, I did a, a route that was 
uh, a shorter route, which actually made it uh, quite a bit harder uh, to do it in only five days. And we did some scrambling and, and, and scaling on this one wall. It, it was a great experience. Uh, but what happened, and I'm still a little bothered by it, mm. is I actually didn't summit. Mm. And I stopped at about, uh, I don't know, 700, maybe 1,000 feet short of the summit because I'm getting mm. this sharp pain in my left shoulder. And mm. uh, what happens when you're climbing up at that altitude at night, uh, your water can freeze. So I got one of those school packs, you know, with those little tiny ropes, and I put my water bottles, uh, my, my bladder thing in that. And then put my, you know, gear on top of that. So as we're trekking up and, you know, the air gets thinner and I got a little bit of shortness of breath, but expected all that. But I keep feeling this sharp, cutting, pinching pain in my left shoulder with the shortness of breath. So I'm like, you know, this is not the right place to have a problem. Uh, so I decided to to stop. And then I decided to, to go down uh, instead of taking that last 700 or so feet. And a couple of days later, I had the same pain. But this time I'm, I'm in a t-shirt and I had that same little backpack, uh, a little, you know, with the two little string ropes. And I noticed it's just cutting, the rope is cutting into my shoulder. And then I realized <laughs> that's all it was. It wasn't oh, a man. heart issue or anything. It was just my gear. So what's the lesson? I, I'm still annoyed by it because I'm always, always competitive and want to go and push higher but I didn't check my gear. Uh, I didn't, you know, rehearse with my gear. Uh, mm. It's the first time I used that and used it in that way too, with something mm. else on top of it. And I had a, a false uh, reading. So mm. you need to, in, in life, put in that extra time to do the trial run to show up early. If you can't be on time, be early. Uh, you know, so you could have great adventure experiences, uh, but you're always learning from them. So the other thing I want people to do is if you have a dream, if you want to go after something, just go for it. Don't be afraid of how it's going to turn out because good or bad, you're going to get some great lessons from it. Uh, and I may, you know, maybe later this year, I'll take on Kilimanjaro again with some friends uh, just because I, I didn't complete it. But you know what? I got some great lessons. So we'll see how that all pans out. That's amazing. And it's uh, I love the mindset of, you know, m most people would would get to, you know, 18 plus thousand feet on on one of the tallest mountains in the world and say like, hey, been there, done that. Um, you are uh, pushing yourself. You're you're uh, you're saying I, I almost got there. Um, here, here are the lessons I learned from it, and I may go back and, and try again uh, because of that. It's really powerful, Mark. And you know, even the lesson about preparation. I ran the not not quite climbing Mount uh, Mount Kilimanjaro, but I ran the Washington D.C. Rock and Roll Half Marathon uh, in March, about actually two months ago. Um, two months ago, yesterday, and this is my second long distance run. Uh, the first being Philly Marathon last November. And I remember in Philly Marathon feeling like, I, I, you know, I wish I had more of like my supplies with me. I wish I had like a couple of bananas. I wish I had some more of those gels. And so 
when you sign up, when you, when you um, get your bib at the half marathon, they give you one of those like string backpacks uh, that are, that are very, you know, uh, very light. And so I decide that I'm going to run with the string backpack on with a couple of bananas. I want to keep it light, a couple of bananas, some gels, just a few things in there. And I start running and within 500 yards, I realize this thing is going to fall off my right shoulder. Every uh, 500 yards is an exaggeration. Within, within 50 yards, I'm like, this thing's going to fall off my right shoulder the entire freaking race long. My wallet was, <laughs> my wallet was in there. Like, it was just like, uh, and I'm like, what poor planning. And so it was, it was harder, a harder run for me than the marathon because I could never fully focus and lock in. I tried different figure. I tried like different configurations. I put it like across my other shoulder. My neck was getting squeezed between the, the two ropes. I just, every 50, it was, it was more often than that. Every 10 steps, yeah. every 10 steps, it would fall off my shoulder and I'd have to put it back on. I never got into a rhythm running and just kept working with this thing. And I was like, what a lesson about preparation, man. Don't just do something for the first time on the fly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's crazy, right? Oh, uh, you're preaching to the choir. Those, those damn bags with those ropes on them. Yeah, we, we both have them. And, yeah. you know, but, you know, I, I you know, so appreciate, you know, you're sharing, you know, where you struggled with it, right? It, it, it's so easy to just like have this story be like, yeah, we finished it or, oh, you know, I climbed, you know, to the top of Kilimanjaro and I left out the word summiting. So it'd still be true. Right. But it's, yeah. like, you know, you can, if you want to be a powerful leader, you know, whether it's in the education space, the dental space, the software space, it doesn't matter. You know, you can teach the people around you so much by where you won, but also, you know, where you didn't score the winning basket, you know, and it, and it fell just short, you know, and you learn from it and then you just keep moving forward. And if you keep learning and you keep putting in the processes, the procedures, you make enough of the sales calls so that you get enough of the wins that go along with it. Uh, mm. You start creating uh, the achievement that you outlined in your goals, but you know, it, it's going to be hard at times. That's okay. Expect it to be hard. It's not, if it's a big goal, it shouldn't be easy. It's not big yeah, enough. It's, great, it's not easy. It's too easy. Yeah, man. It's a great, great lesson right there. And, and it's applicable for anybody, as you said, regardless of what they're doing, regardless of what they're what they're up to. Um, it's an applicable lesson to be to be learned. And I, I think too, there's something about um, you know, you and I know a lot of the same leaders, and there's a humility that great leaders have that I certainly didn't have when I was younger. I, I wouldn't admit fault around anything. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't show any weakness. I thought it would be taken advantage of. And um, there's something really freeing about saying I'm not good at that. Uh, it doesn't mean I can't ever be good at it. I'm not talking about a, a fixed mindset here, but something really powerful about being like, yeah, I could have done that more effectively. Um, yeah, it's a really, it's a really great observation you just made, man. Thank you. That that pushed my thinking. I appreciate it. Love it. Hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get you out of here on this, but what can where can folks find uh, the book? Where can they find you if they want coaching? What uh, what could uh, what's your social? Give whatever uh, whatever information you'd like. You know, 
So first off with the book, and the book is full of so many you know, pro tips and practical real ways to grow whatever that goal is that you have. It's not just only business, although that's you know, a lot of the target audience is those, you know, small business owners that can never get to the, the seven figure level. So the book is called Join the Seven Figure Club. And you mm. can get it on Amazon. You know, just look up Join the Seven Figure Club. And the seven is the numeral. Uh, you want to get a whole bunch of free resources from me because I just want to help other people get to their level of success. Uh, the website is the same. It's join the seven figure club.com and you can email me at info at join the seven figure club.com. I'm happy to answer questions, really want to give people answers. And uh, on that website, there's just so many free resources uh, that, you know, I just want to make sure people have the tools to succeed. I don't use Instagram a lot, but you could check me out there at Mark Anthony High Performance, but I'm old school. You know, hit me up on <laughs> the website. Email. Yeah. Yeah, send you an email, right? And just go old school with it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm I'm just leaping through the book right now. And yeah, it's a business book. And so there's a lot of stuff in here that, you know, might not be. I like I said, we have a lot of educators that that listen to the show, but I'm looking at things like strategic alliances and publicity and you know, like these things matter, like regardless of what field you're in, make the process fun and rewarding. I'm just flipping through like there is just a, and like even that idea of customer service, customer service matters regardless of your context. Even if you're- and Every customer. educator, Michael, by the way, pillar two, where it's all about creating the accountability dashboard. Yeah. Every educator, whether they're the individual teacher in the classroom or the principal, that would be a game changer right there. When they redefine not just test results, but what drives it, that is a game changer for every single person, no matter what their goal is. And I use so many examples there. That is a game changer. And, and I really appreciate the opportunity to let people know that and to have created this for them to get that lesson. Brilliant, man. Well, Mark, it's been awesome. I'll share one quick story before uh, we leave. You and I know each other from a coaching group that we're both in. And during one of the sessions uh, I shared about my son Teddy and listeners in the show know about Teddy and his disability and you know, he's my favorite dude on earth uh, but the challenges are are, are high um, or large at times um, um, and present uh, <laughs> present always or often and uh, afterward uh, a lot of people were coming up to me saying that they appreciated the story and they appreciated the share appreciated learning about Teddy and you did all those things as well. But then you asked, because we live in, uh, we live not too far from each other, uh, you know, a state or two away. You said, Hey, um, uh, are, is it ever possible for you and Gina to get a babysitter? We, we should go out to dinner. Um, uh, you know, me, Gina and you and you and Tracy. And um, it just meant a lot to me. I've shared this with you before, but it was just a, it was a different take and something that, Nobody's ever said to me before. Usually, the conversation revolves around and him and um, and and his well-being, which is is great. And you went there too, but then you also uh, saw, like, hey, maybe maybe mom and dad need a little time out, and mm -hmm. uh, and you made that really really sweet and thoughtful offer, and uh, it just meant the world to me. And uh, 
want to take this opportunity to thank you for that, man. Um, it's uh, it's a, it's a, it was a really cool thing and it, it was moving. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed uh, our time with Mark Anthony, the real Mark Anthony and uh, check out his book. Uh, Dude is awesome. The book is awesome. And uh, until next time, we shall see you on the Inspiration Accelerator. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. Please look out for a new episode with a new guest every week. This was the Inspiration Accelerator with Michael Sonberg.